0: hi the truth hello and welcome to our new podcast I'm Stacy this is Stand Susan, hi <laughs> and this is empathy sucks um first thing you should know is that we're both empaths and we absolutely hate it absolutely right you come at it from um from the point of view of taking on everybody's Uh, problems emotionally
1: yeah
0: and being the support system for everybody
1: absolutely and I just think you become very used to taking on people's pain it becomes like second nature you know certainly for me I know when I you know if my children are upset or the people close to me upset I feel that deeply and it it can be very very draining it can actually drain me for days and over the years i've had to learn to protect myself from that because it really is um it's just kind of it can also be toxic to your energy right so it's it's really hard to shake off sometimes
0: And, and how do you protect yourself
1: i guess for me i i tend to be very good at letting things go now this wasn't always the case But over the years, I've learned to be able to let things go. So rather than dwell on it. So in the past, I would dwell on whatever the situation that was happening to cause distress or trauma or pain. And I would dwell on it and I would be trying to find solutions because I always need to save everyone else, right? I always want to save them and make everything better in their lives. And then when I kind of accepted that that's not my role, I can offer emotional support, but I'm not here to save everyone, even my children. It's their journey to find themselves, to work through their problems, to come out the other side. That was a huge, kind of a defining moment to realize it wasn't my responsibility. And therefore now I can detach.
0: Um, I get that completely because that's how I come at it. Every job I've ever had in my life is telling people what to do and fixing their problems. So when I was a judge, as a film producer, as a lawyer, as a mom, everything is about me making all the problems go away. And then I just realized, you know, after 30 years, I don't know how to turn that off. And then, I mean, now I'm much better at it. You say it's not my responsibility. In many cases, it is still my responsibility. But now I'm able to recognize when it isn't, and then it, I can turn it off tangibly and physically. It's harder to turn it off emotionally and to walk away. But there are some problems I just can't fix, and that's the that for me that's the healing part. That's the part where I have to say I cannot fix this, and it's not my responsibility.
1: And that's really hard, right? Because to be able to actually accept. That you you can't. Do you think it's the? Do you think it's the people pleaser deep in us? Because I would consider myself no longer a people pleaser, but there's obviously something still in me. Because when people close to me have problems or are going through some stuff, I really want. There's a part of me that really wants to fix it for them. Yes. Is that because I want them to say, "Oh, Suzanne came in and saved the day," or is that because I I just have this. Inherent need to fix things, you know. That's something no, I kind of I think asked it's, myself. I think it's, I think it's a
0: love thing. I think when you care about someone and you see them in pain, you want to take the pain away. That's, I know that's it for me. I know it's about love, and also a little bit about social responsibility. In that, if I can fix it, I should fix it. You know, and if I don't, if I walk away, what kind of world am I creating? You know, because I want everybody to do that. Yeah. So
1: I get that. I, I think I think that's a very valid point, and, and I think you know I think in an in a, in a in an ideal world we we all want to help each other, right? We all right. want to help each other, but challenges and problems are part of life. Part right. of we all go through our own stuff, and I guess it's pain is subjective, right? Whatever you're going through, the pain is your pain right so no no matter if what something is happening to somebody else i can't i can't experience that like the person is happening to right so and i know that kind of different perspective kind of can help but i think when people have to go through their own challenges you can be there for emotional support you can be there for um you know whatever it takes but you can't resolve it you can't fix it only the person experiencing whatever it is they're going through can fix it
0: uh, and yes and i found more often than not they won't help themselves so no matter what help i give there is yeah. no solution it has to be you can only support if it's not your own situation and your own problem yeah. but that's why empathy sucks
1: no absolutely it, it really does <laughs> But I think also it's getting to the place where, you know, recently I had an experience where a friend of mine was going through some really dark stuff and I was there offering emotional support and I swear it took me about, this was a few months ago, it took me about at least three days to actually kind of process it and get it out of my system I felt so low I felt so sad I just felt lethargic like no energy and it wasn't until it had actually stopped that I realized I had actually taken on yeah that energy. I had actually absorbed it into my body. And I, I it took me about three days to rid myself of it. And that was a real turning point for me because now I will offer emotional support. But I'm also very black and white and I'm all very blunt. <laughs> I don't mix my words and I will give advice based on speaking my truth and i never i would never kind of um set out to hurt somebody's feelings but i don't sugarcoat stuff i i will say it the brutal honesty of what it and sometimes people are not prepared to hear to hear that they don't want to hear it right and and if that's the case i completely respect that and i'll say look this is my thoughts but go at your own pace and then you have to back off i think you have to kind of gauge the situation right I know how involved to get it or how uninvolved to become, yes. right?
0: Yes. And I have I have people that I love, my daughter and my sister especially, where they, because of who I am and the way I am, they will say to me, you're just listening. I need a sounding board. You don't have to fix this. Sure. So um, yeah. I really appreciate that. And I love yeah. that. So now I've learned to say to other people, okay, I'm here for you. I can't fix it, but I will listen.
1: Yeah, and that's, and, and that's really powerful as well, you know, and, and, and sometimes it's knowing, you know, also being able to speak something, you don't ha- have to offer a solution, just let me rant, let me vent. My boyfriend's very good at offering solutions, so when I'm when I'm having these kind of conversations with him, I have to tell him, I don't want a solution, right. I don't need you to give me a solution, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to... Get this out. I'm just going to air it them to say it, and he'll just nod and say fine. You know, we're generally in life. He's used to giving solutions to right. to problems. I'm exactly the same. I'm exactly the same. You know, it's anyone has a problem with me. I'm I'm trying. I don't so much anymore. I guess I was for a long time. Now I tend to just let them try and figure it out themselves, but offer, as we said, emotional support. What else can? we get freely, you know?
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. And I think part of it has to be with, you know, growing up, being an adult and having experienced so much that didn't work, that we're comfortable saying that now and doing that now. Um, yeah. But for young people who are empathetic, yeah. maybe our experiences will help them learn how to deal with how much empathy sucks.
1: Well, I, I, you know, I absolutely agree. And I, and in particular, I have three sons, but in my particular, my middle son is very empathic. And I know he, he's a sounding board for all his friends. Now they're 17. Their, their drama is magnetized beyond <laughs> anything we could ever imagine, right? It's just like, no one has drama by <laughs> seventeen-year-old kids, right? So, but I I often listen to him, and he's you know he's grown up with me. He's seventeen now. I'm I'm tend to be on the phone offering advice to friends and clients and so on, and I can sometimes hear myself in him. And he he's he's a Taurus like me, so he's very <laughs> kind of he's very kind of caring a little bit too much. And it's interesting to see that at that young age, he's doing the same thing as I'm doing. You know, thirty. 30 years older than him right yeah i think for the kids yeah it's um realizing that the the transfer of energy can be very very hard going protecting themselves is really important as well right how do they do that i mean two out of three of my sons meditate regularly I'm thrilled by that. Yeah. You know, my, I, they my eldest son, he's in university and he's he he meditates and does yoga every morning. You know, my other son is just this morning just texts me in an absolute panic because he has a friend oral and I'm like, relax, calm your mind close your eyes i told him to start practicing ho'oponopono you know i love that i love you i'm sorry please forgive me thank you so keep saying these words over and over and relax your mind just you know again it's just about protecting your energy if you learn to meditate when things are pulling you down you can kind of i don't know maybe break the the pattern or something break the 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 stream of um maybe whatever if it's discomfort, dis-ease, whatever it is that you're feeling. I find meditation is a great blocker for stuff like that.
0: Well, that's interesting. I'll definitely try that. I, I quite enjoy meditating when I need it or want it, but I've never used it like that, so I will try that.
1: I find it very good to use that. I find particularly with pono, if I have anxiety, it, it helps. It, it's almost like almost like there's safety in those words, right? Mm-hmm. And also it's a great cleaning tool. So if I do take on people's energy, and, and which I do t- quite regularly still, not as much as I did, but I still do actually making the decision to disconnect to let go and I think we should definitely have another podcast about letting go because that in itself is such a huge subject but for me to actually say you know what there's nothing I can do there's nothing I can do right now to help this person I'm sorry that they're going through this but I can't take it on I have to release myself from it and then just distract myself or move on go do some work go for a walk whatever i need to do and, and i think that's a really big part of it is learning to actually truly let go of it and realize you can't help in that moment that's
0: it in a nutshell brilliantly said yeah should we tell them who we are and why we're how we got to this point to start yes, this podcast
1: absolutely yeah oh,
0: well you suzanne sylvester who are you
1: well, I'm Suzanne Sylvester, as you know, I am a, I've worked with you um, on the TV part of Girls Talk, which was great fun, and I hope we get to season two pretty soon. Um, my first book, Champagne and Self-Loathing, has been published, it's coming up for two months now, which I'm delighted about. Um, I'm a motivational speaker, a life coach, I'm currently writing my second book, First Novel which I'm having so much fun doing because it's completely out of nowhere, complete fiction, and I can do what I like. I can do what I like. I'm used to writing facts. I write blogs. I write. I've written for magazines. It's always been about self-awareness and the journey. And now I'm writing a story, and I feel like I'm back in school doing an essay, except it's an 85,000-word essay. But it's... (laughs) so much fun good so um yes but anything to do with conversations about self-awareness and i'm loving that we're doing i know you and i've talked about doing this for ages so i'm delighted that we're finally doing it and i just think things that are everyday stuff that we can talk about is is, is what people read reason- right now is what people need right now
0: i agree completely um, so over to you yeah yeah you. i'm stacy haber i am by day, a music lawyer, and in between, and by night and weekends, and every other sleeping period, I'm a producer, a writer, a publisher, a music manager. I basically An actress. actress, TV talk yeah. show co host with Suzanne. Um, it's uh, basically, I do all art and entertainment, so full media company. And right. um, I do what I want, do what I want because um for me my mother got alzheimer's when she was 50. so being the child of an early onset alzheimer's person i have a 50 50 chance of getting it myself so at 50 decided to do the things that were on my bucket list starting now and my bucket list includes a lot of media and entertainment work so that's why i'm doing this um yeah and knock on wood i'm 59 i'm still remembering some things
1: (laughs) What? Hey, listen! I'm 49 next week, and I, <laughs> I can't remember. It sometimes I'm on my phone and I'm looking for it, and it's in my hand. Right? Yeah. yeah, and that's not a lie. Yeah, but, that's not true. <laughs> but you know, obviously, I love I love you and I together. Your New York accent, my Dublin. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's definitely uh, it's definitely fun doing this with you.
0: Oh, likewise. I, there's nobody else I want to do this one with. Your spirituality. Um, is enthusiasm personified, and my, um, my ethereal practicality—should yep. I call it that—is um, sounds m- so much less. La La Land, when I'm talking to you. But
1: well, yeah, but open minds, right? Let's. Yeah. Uh, I I always have the mindset of let's talk about it. You know, on my website, SuzanneSalvester.com, that's where the one thing you see when you click on is let's talk. There's nothing I don't like talking about. There's no subject that makes me uncomfortable. There's no, no kind of, uh, nothing is off the board here. Challenge let's accepted. About, absolutely. <laughs> let's talk about Anything. I'm game because why not? You know, I think for me, when I lost the ability to, and I mean this in the nicest possible way, but when I lost the ability to care what people think about me, my life transformed. And I was able to just authentically be myself and live with the consequences of that. Say what I say, like I said to you earlier, I would never deliberately set out to hurt someone's feelings or to offend anybody, but I can only speak my truth. right? I can right. Re- I'm entitled to my opinion on how yes. I feel about my life and, and the world we live in. And I think, uh, yeah, it's, I'm excited about this. I think we have a lot to talk about.
0: Me too. And I can't wait. I think the next episode is um, being okay with not being okay. So Yeah, so that is the perfect segue. And um, if anyone's listening, read Champagne and Self-Loathing before the episode so you'll understand exactly where that thought is coming from. I love that book, by the way. It really did change my life.
1: Oh, well, you know what? Writing it changed mine because I I, I spent so long writing it. Sometimes I, I find it hard to believe that it's actually available on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. And I look at Amazon every day and I see it and I'm like, oh, my God, this <laughs> was like 10 years in the making. Good. And now it's out there. So it's, ironically, it's taken me probably six months to write my second book. And I've read so many places that people say, just get the first book finished, yeah. and then it goes. It just took me 10 years to write the first book. Now I have the second book almost done six months later. So, hey, <laughs> so that's if the people, group, if, right?
0: That's right. And if people do want to talk to you, they should go to SuzanneSylvester.com. Yeah. And just click on the link. Uh,
1: sub- subscribe to my website or my email me from there. And uh, yeah, any questions about anything to do with self-awareness. I always say everything starts with self-awareness. All love starts with self-love everything in life starts with the self we have to the only true relationship we have in our in our our whole lives is the relationship with ourselves when we get that right everything else mirrors that so for me i've spent years and years and years trying to get it right don't get me wrong i still haven't got it completely right i don't think anybody ever does it's part of the journey right but we can we can improve we can make things better we can live a more happy and fulfilled life but only we get to do that nobody else, we have to do that from here this is a starting point and that's what I thats what I love talking about oh,
0: good, and I want you to talk much more about it because I love hearing it and I need to be reminded of it, guys, thank you so much for listening, we'll see you next week, bye bye
1: it's so high faith.